Come on, can we just give Jesus a shout of praise tonight? Can we just take a moment? Jesus, we just love you. We love your presence. We're here for you tonight. We're not here for a message. Not here for a conference. We're here for an encounter tonight, Jesus. Jesus, we thank you that you are the author and the finisher of our faith. What you've started in us, you will complete. We thank you that your word will not return void, but it will accomplish everything that it was set forth to do. And Lord, we just thank you for this region. And Lord, we thank you for this house. I just bless this house. And, and Windward and the, and the ministry of Windward, Lord, I thank you that this next 10-year season will be the most fruitful season of Windward's ministry that has ever been. And I mean multiplied effect of all the previous years. And Lord, I thank you, God, for true sons and daughters emerging in this next season, God. Lord, I thank you for the generations working together for such a time as this, Lord. Lord, I thank you that this is Canada's time. How many agree with me? Canada shall be saved. How many say amen? Uh, it is an honor to be here. Man, I am, I'm looking around this room and there's so many familiar faces. I've, I've got like a hundred hugs I feel like I need to give out tonight. And uh, it is always a privilege to be here. Thank you so much, Brent, Sharon. Like, you guys are awesome. And uh, congratulations to this whole family. How many know this is amazing? Come on, somebody. This is awesome. And I'm just saying, your son has the best name in the world. His name is Samuel. And I thought, they heard the Lord. Babies bring blessing. Babies bring blessing. You're going to be a great dad. Great dad. Yeah. Oh. I have three girls, by the way, five and under. Five, three, and one. I'll take intercessors tonight. My oldest just went into kindergarten. It's like, you, ever, you know, remember that stage if you've had kids, the first kid goes to school, you're so nervous. You're more nervous than the kids. You go to the first day, you're sweating with like 30 other parents. And I'll tell you something about Robinsons. When we get nervous, we just keep talking. So I, I, I made friends with all the parents in that room, and Kaylin had a fantastic time, but they grow up so quick. And then you see a baby, and then you're like, oh man, maybe we should have another one. And then you catch yourself. Because you realize that your definition of revivals changed a lot after three kids, especially when you're in the diaper stage. To me now, revival's six hours of sleep. If I get six hours of straight, I'm in a revival. Come on, somebody. <laughs> no. But it, it, it's so awesome, you guys. It's great to be back here. Um, some of you, you know, you've known me since I was like, some of you, like, since I was a little kid. And uh, it is so good to be back in the valley. It's so good to see what God is doing. Amen. He's not done. Come on, somebody. Look to your neighbor and say, he's not done. The best is yet to come. You know, when Kevin, that was such an anointed offering. I'll tell you something. That, no, honestly, and I'll tell you why. 
because that's prophetic for the season that we're in. It's actually John 21 is the season of the Fraser Valley right now. And it's the season for Canada. Did you know that? John 21 is the prophetic chapter for Canada, and it's all about harvest. And the reason I know that is because when Jesus, the second time, performs this miracle of the fish, he's no longer the Jesus that they knew previously. He's now the, the resurrected one. The one that literally took the keys out of the devil's hand, conquered hell, conquered the grave, and now he's resurrected. And so when he's giving this word, it's not coming from the same place. It's the same voice. But it's from a different place. And it's interesting because the amount of fish is significant for this season because the Bible says that, he, that Jesus says, bring in the fish. And they bring in the fish and they give account, 153 fish. Did you know that? Now, I believe that's prophetic for the season that we're in. How many know that we're a prophetic people, amen? And I, and I believe there's certain things that God can use in his word to get our attention. And the Lord spoke this to me. He said, Sammy, tell my church this next season that 2020 will be a year of harvest. Because 153, if you don't know this, Canada 2020 is coming into its 153rd birthday. And I believe it's significant for this next season that we're coming into a time of harvest, but it's time to start to see a different way. It's time to do things in a different way. Some of you, the Lord's speaking to you to start that business, to go to the nations. It's time to believe God and say, you know what? He is doing a new thing. He's not doing an old thing. And it's the, it, listen, it might look different. And I got a word for you. If you follow his voice, you'll be okay. See, we're shifting. Oh, Shaka, I can feel this. We're shifting in the, the Hebrew Jewish calendar, 5770 was a whole decade of vision. It was all about sight. So the last 10 years has all been like prophetic, seer, anointing. Have you noticed that all the books that are coming out, how to see in the spirit, all the schools that are coming out, you know, the seer anointing, all these different things, and it's awesome. But we're shifting, and I don't know if you know this, but this conference ends... Basically, the night of the shift. Sunday starts the shifting of the Jewish New Year, which we're coming into 5780, which is all about the decade of the mouth. Why is that significant? Ten years ago, my dad, Charlie Robinson, spoke at the very first Voice of Thunder conference here. I believe my dad's a prophet for Canada. And I'm here 10 years later. I said, Lord, why am I here 10 years later? He said, because they're shifting from not just the seeing anointing to now it's Job decree thing and it shall be established. What's your ministry name? Voice of Revival. What's the name of the conference? Voice of Thunder. It's time to, for the church to release its voice. But see, there's been an attack of the enemy against the voice, the voice of truth, the voice of righteousness. And I'll tell you something, you won't have a voice of revival unless you have a voice of truth and a voice of righteousness. And somebody's got to break through and say something in this season, decree a thing, and it shall be established. But there's a price to your voice. See, there's many people that are depending on your voice. Because when you don't speak, you still speak. And I believe in this next season, we're going to have a voice of truth. 
that'll be so covered in love. But it's a voice of truth that will usher in a voice of revival. That's why we're here, because we're in the time of transition. This is why I know the leaders that are here, where we're going, we've never been. But you know what God's doing in this season? He's cleaning house. Because where we're going to go, I believe it's going to be the greatest season of our life. But you know what? At the end of the day, I want to make it. I want to make it. I got three girls, five and under. I want to make it. I got a family that's looking at me. I've got, I've got people that I'm discipling right now that are looking at me wondering, is this guy going to make it? There's a generation out there that's like, are you all talk? Or are you actually going to do what you say? And I'll tell you something, friends. The equity of our words is, doesn't carry much weight. It takes people that are going to stand up and say something and live it out. In this next season, I'll tell you something, friends. What we need more than good teaching is we need great fathers. <laughs> you know, can I, I'm going to rabbit trail a bit. I'm going to get into my message. Um, talk about an incredible season. This last, like, year for me, uh, I was just with, how many of you guys know Patricia King? Just with Patricia in Ottawa, I was just talking about this last year. Talk about a massive realignment in the body of Christ that's yeah. taking place. Thank God. Yeah. Thank God. We need to believe for not just revival in our pulpits. We need revival in all areas of our life. Nine and a half months ago, some of you are looking at me, and you've known me for a while, and you're like, where did you go? Nine, nine months ago, I was 340 pounds. Yeah. Unhealthy, unhappy. <laughs> you barely fit into a, an airplane seat. I know what it's like to struggle with weight. I know what it's like to feel like you just, you're trying and you can't break through. I know what it's like. I remember being on, a, on, a, on the plane, and I shared a little bit with this last time, but I remember being on the plane and, and going to San Diego to speak with my friend Jeremy and, and Brandon Nelson down there. And, and uh, it was the weirdest thing. I have status, and usually I get bumped up, and I don't have to worry. But this time I didn't, and I got beside. I was literally got the worst seat. Have you ever had, like, the bathroom middle seat? That, that is, like, the worst seat on a plane. You can't recline. And not just that. I had two big dudes, one on my left, one on my right. We looked like three meatballs in a row. <laughs> And there I am, and I'm just, I, I just, I'm uncomfortable, I'm unhappy, yet at the same time, preaching, raising millions of dollars for kids at risk, see, working with top athletes, doing all these things to where people would look at me and be like, wow, you have a great life. Wow, this is awesome. And there's a lot of incredible stuff, and I great family, and all this incredible stuff, but there was an area of my life that was not in revival. And I, I have to believe when I read the word of God, when Jesus says he's come to give you life and abundant life, I have to believe that's in every area of my life, not just in a pulpit. Have to believe that. I'm convicted by that. So there I am on a plane and I'm feeling, God, what's going on? I don't know what to do. I remember looking, I had my iPad, I was about to turn on Netflix and, and just, you know, kind of zone out. And I see in my reflection in the screen of my iPad, and the Lord spoke something to me. He said, Sammy, you're worth more than this. 
I said, God, I, I've tried. He said, I know you've tried. It's not by your hard work. He said, you got to let me in your process. You know, your prayer today is not about you reminding God of what he needs to do for you. Have you ever felt like God's PA? <laughs> hey, God, it's Tuesday. <laughs> Remember those bills? They're coming in next week just to let you know. Now, how do we know Jesus? Jesus said this. He already knows. So why do we pray? Your prayer is to invite God into your process, not to remind him of your problems. And he said, Sammy, I want to come in your process because I'm believing for revival in all areas of your life. And I remember my breakthrough came when I was looking at a menu late at night. And how many preachers know a lot of times we're good at two things, preaching and eating. <laughs> and I remember going late at night, great meeting. And I'm about to order something at night. And I'm going to challenge people here today. I'm going to challenge you. Why settle for 80% of God's best when you can have 100? Just because it's easy doesn't mean it's worth it. And I remember looking at a menu, and I was about to buy a hamburger, and it looked amazing. Two patties, cheese, bacon. I'm like, this is awesome. And it was a great meeting, and God, God speaks to me. It's $13 or something like that. And I'm about to buy this burger, and God says, aren't you worth more than $13? Changed my whole thing about looking at menus. He said, aren't you worth more than $13? He said, let that go. I want you to focus on your health. Can I tell you something, guys? I've lost 116 pounds in nine months. Yeah. 116 pounds. And I'm passionate about this. You know why? Because I'm believing right now that as a church, we're going to model what it looks like to be the best parents, to be in best health, to, come on, guys, that healing. We're not just going to have healing in our church services, but we're going to walk in perfect health. We're not just going to believe God for financial breakthroughs for ourselves to pay our bills, but we're going to have strategy from heaven how to pay off our credit cards and our debt, how to get ourselves out of a place of lack and into a place of blessing and abundance. It's got to be. Because every time I read my Bible, I am convicted that we have settled for a life that is less than the best of what Jesus has paid for. I'm convicted that we've settled for a gospel that keeps us comfortable instead of a gospel that gets us to pursue everything that Jesus has for us. And the truth is, a lot of times people don't want to hear this. It's not popular. But you know what? Jesus didn't come to get more Facebook likes. Jesus didn't come for your Instagram account. Jesus came to save souls from hell. He came to set the captive free. Heal those who are oppressed of the devil. Let our life model that in every way. Let us be a witness in every way where people look at you, just like the Pharisees looked at the disciples in Acts 4, and they said, you know what? They knew that they were uneducated, unlearned, but they recognized, wait a second, they'd been with Jesus. We're in a new season. We're shifting from vision to voice. One of the things the Lord spoke to my dad, and he reminded me, he said, Samuel, get ready. 
you're about to see manifestations of the lightning of God striking places. I told them, I told these guys, I said, get ready for physical lightning to strike buildings and people. Some of you are like, God, let that not be me. <laughs> I've seen it, you guys, literally. I was in a meeting in Indonesia. I was preaching. There was a few thousand people in the room. And the Lord spoke to me on the lightning of God. I shared on the lightning of God. And at the very end, we got the whole church, a few thousand people, to shout. And as we were shouting, a blue lightning bolt came in the room. Blue. And it struck my friend, the worship leader, on the head. And she was like this businesswoman that led worship. She actually, um, the Lord had really blessed her business. Part of her worship team was like the, the um, Indonesian symphony. It was like amazing worship. So this lady's very, very much, you know, she's got this elegant, these elegant clothes on, and she's very well-to-do. Well, the lightning hit her on the head. And what I didn't realize was she wore a wig. And she gets hit, and everybody sees this. Lightning will come, and it hits her in the head, and she just flings this wig. It looked like a rat skirted off the stage. <laughs> and she's rolling on the floor, screaming, ah, I'm on fire, I'm on fire. And she comes over to me and says, pray for me. I'm like, not a chance. <laughs> That's your moment, not mine. <laughs> More, Lord. <laughs> The shout was so loud, it cracked the foundation of the church in two places. The next morning, on the front page of the Singapore Times, I have the paper. It says, out of the blue, strange, unusual lightning bolt hits Batam, Indonesia. That church tripled in size within two years. When lightning comes in the natural... It changes the molecular system of things that it hits. And I'm believing in this ministry that that lightning wasn't just, I believe it's first the natural than the spirit. That this lightning hit this building because this ministry is about to have radical growth and those attached to this ministry are about to explode with more fruit than ever before. That there's going to be such an acceleration because literally the molecular structure of the spiritual soil of this place has got like Holy Spirit nitrogen infused in the very ground of this place where the seeds of your promise are about to come into rapid acceleration. But here's the word. If you want the benefits of the soil, you have to be planted. That's why 2020 is also a year of alignment. It's a year of alignment, and it's a year of Deuteronomy 111, where the Lord is going to release, you're about to see, acceleration like we've never seen before. But it's Deuteronomy 111, and it's all about alignment that brings acceleration. And if you want the benefits of the soil, you need to be planted. And I look around this room, and there's many people. You've been planted with this ministry, and you will be blessed. I'm telling you right now, you will be blessed. And your church is about to explode in Jesus' name. How many say amen? amen. Um, is the worship 
Is the worship team here? All above me? Are you guys, are they around? Awesome. I got a word for you guys. Um, man, I'm in my hotel room. I, I didn't, I don't, I, this first time I've met you guys, it's really cool. I loved it, by the way. Um, I've, I've run a lot of like youth and young adults events in the sports arena, and I work with professional athletes too. And you know what's funny is that there's a ton of professional athletes that love heavy metal rock music, and they, they listen to that while they play basketball. And so I'm like, we need that sound because there, there's a generation right now, I don't know about you, but enough is enough. It's time to take back what the enemy's stolen from us. And I like this because it reminds me that we're, we can be aggressive in the spirit. And we can tell the devil to take his hand off our kids. And we can tell the devil to take his hands off of a generation that's struggling with suicide and say the devil is a liar. And that you're not going to kill off our generation. And that you're going to break the power of depression and suicide. And I told these guys in my room, I just, I, I felt like there was this realm, like I was listening to worship music, and there was this realm of the, like, this angelic sound in my room. And the Lord was speaking to me about this next season, get ready for the power of the sound that's going to bring deliverance, especially, and I didn't even know your testimony, but especially over depression and oppression and suicide. I told these guys before the service, and they can validate, is that I, I knew nothing about you guys, but the Lord said there's a powerful testimony that you guys are carrying to break off depression and suicide. People that are literally, were thinking about killing themselves or are, they're going to get completely set free and they're going to live for Jesus. And you're about to see radical salvations all over in this next season. That God is like, you guys have paid an incredible price. People don't even realize the price that you guys have paid. And there are other choices that you guys could have made in a previous season. I can see it. Doors of opportunity even to do worship and some other things too, like for churches. And I can see these opportunities that, that you guys had to say no to. And it was like worship leading positions. Does this make sense? Like, yeah, so yeah, there was like positions for worship and different things that you guys said no to because you knew your call and your lane, and it costs with a price, and I see you guys, there's, there's times, people don't even know this, but you guys sold thousands of dollars when people didn't even like pay you when they said they were going to pay you. There, I see like finances being restored to you and things that were promised to you that fell through that the Lord's about to restore in this next season, and that, the, and that I see the money for this next project that you guys are about to start because there's a justice ministry that you guys care this makes sense, that there's going to be a justice thing, and it's not just here, but there's also other nations that God's going to send you guys to, and that there's going to be a whole justice thing with your music, and I see proceeds and collaboration with other people that you guys are, you've been desperately looking for a community of like-minded people. Your heart's been crying out. The Lord's bringing it in in this next season, and he's bringing together all these different people of like-mindedness in your field. Get ready, and there's going to be massive collaboration for the sake of justice, that you guys will be a voice for the voiceless, and I see those that have been stuck in, like, child trafficking. Those kids at risk are literally going to... Does this make sense? Yeah, so they're going to be... I see the chains of, of coming off of kids, and you're going to set kids free out of child trafficking, and there's projects that are going to get started, and released all over the world through your guys' music because you carry a sound just like Job. And, and I feel like this is going to be a scripture. I think it's Job 29, if I'm not mistaken. It says, I broke the fangs of the wicked and I plucked the innocent from their teeth. That is going to be literally a motto for you guys in this next season where you're going to break the fangs of the wicked and pluck the innocent from their teeth. That God's giving you an anointing to break through 
those that feel like they can't break through for themselves in this next time. So Lord, just release it right now. I thank you for the favor, the finances. There's, there's like thousands of dollars being restored to you in this next season. Father, just I thank you for it right now. Lord, I thank you for the new projects that are going to be released. Lord, you're going to fund it. A vision that comes from heaven will be funded by heaven. Father, just release it right now in Jesus' name. I thank you for the artists. I thank you for the people coming together. Lord, in this next season, Lord, I thank you for there's certain influencers and there's doors that are opening up in that, in that zone, God. I thank you, Lord, that you're releasing it now. Lord, you're giving them keys of favor, opening up bigger doors in the season beyond what they can think or imagine in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. privilege to serve you tonight. My privilege to serve you. Thank you, Jesus. You know, we've been seeing people get set free of depression and oppression lately. It's been, it's been really cool. Um, we've had two people... Um, that have been in straight jackets in the last year. Uh, and some of you, you know my mom's testimony. My mom at the age of 14 was put into a mentally ill hospital until she was 20 years old. She was in a straight jacket for six years. And uh, a Baptist minister came and preached Jesus to her. The power of God came on her right side. She was completely, totally in her right mind. She's got a grade three education. She loves Jesus. And that woman would pray every day at 4.45 in the morning. I would hear her every morning. I'd wake up, I'd hear her pray. She's got a grade three education. She's written three books. She travels around the world. Yeah. And I've been sharing on this, and it's hard. And some of you heard the story, but I shared on how God healed her. And we just had a, another girl in a straitjacket in the back of the room. She wanted to kill herself. She felt like life was over, and that same presence that, came, that was on my mom when she was 20 years old came on her, and she was completely, totally healed in her right mind, and they took off the straitjacket. She ran to the front, and she said, I want to give my life to Jesus. This is, Jesus is so real. This is what I need. I felt like a prisoner in my own mind. How many know Jesus? Listen, he heals your infirmities, but he also came to set the captives free, and there's something about the, those that are captive in their mind are about to get set free in this next season, that one of the signs, I believe, of this next move will be mental illness completely, totally healed in Jesus' name. I believe we're going to see it. I'm contending for it. Because I live with a miracle every day. Oh, it's 9 o'clock. My goodness. How are we doing? We good? All right. I want to... Coming here... I want to preference this. Coming here really is an honor. Um, I, I've been looking forward to this conference for months. I've been praying for this conference for months and months. And can I tell you something right now, guys? I've had one word for this whole conference, and it's not a flashy word. I'm telling you right now, this is a heart check word tonight. 
and I come here with fear, and like I'm talking fear of the Lord and trembling, because the Lord spoke to me, said, Sammy, get ready for the next five years of what's about to come in the valley. He said, it's going to be incredible years, but he said, get ready for servant-type ministries emerging in the next five years. And he said, Sammy, tell the church in this season that there's going to be an opportunity for us to rise up. And how many want to live to serve like Jesus? And he said, here's what the Lord spoke to me. He said, Sammy, get ready. We're about to see the emergence of servant-type ministries where people are going to come back to church not for what they can get, but for what they can give. And if I can be honest with you guys, straight up right now, I am convicted beyond belief that we have been in a place where we have lived in consumerism in our churches, in our ministries, where we've cared more about receiving a prophetic word and another word of confirmation. And we actually rely more on a word of confirmation than the very word that we got from the Lord at the beginning. And I'm concerned that we've gotten to a place where we feel like we need the emotional high of a conference instead of the sweetness of his presence. And I'm concerned, and I think this is my biggest concern right now in the body of Christ, is that really we don't serve the God that we say we serve, but we serve a God called S-E-L-F, the God of self. And if we got really honest with ourselves, I'm speaking to me. If we got really honest with ourselves, I think we've lost some stuff on the way that we need to pick up again. And I feel like in this season, if I can say this, there's a re-emerging of a servant's heart and, and a hunger to be in the room. It doesn't matter if you've got the mic. I could care less about this. I just want to be in the room. And I remember my dad would tell me all the time, he'd say, Sammy, it's not, about, it's not about having a microphone. It's not about prophesying. It's not about moving in miracles. He said, what it's about is being in the right place at the right time with the right people. He said, Sammy, live for the place of his presence. Live for the place of just wanting to be there. Not about the stage. Not about the position. Not about the money. Not about the celebrity status. It's time to come back to the simple gospel of Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ crucified and the price to be paid. Because my message tonight is you can't have position without price. And I'm convicted by this. Because we preached a message of position. And we've left out the price. And I'm being straight up with me. And I'll be the first one at this altar. Because what we've done is we've empowered a generation to fall in a ditch. And as leaders... We have to be careful in our messages that we're not preaching something that's trendy so that people like us. And we're not preaching something that looks like compassion but empowers people in our complacency. And I feel like in this season, if I could be real, is that we must come back to the gospel of Jesus Christ again because we've strayed off. And we'd rather have new revelation than just truth. The Lord spoke this to me. He said, Sammy, boredom breeds deception. 
If people ask me, what's the newest revelation? And they continue to ask me, what's the newest revelation that you're receiving? Many times, I know that there's areas of their life where they're bored and they need something new. And I'm tired of it. And I think God's tired of it too. If you've got your Bibles, I want you to turn with me to Mark chapter 10, verse 35. And I want to show you something in the Word because I, I so believe this. We're about to have, there's a joy of serving that is coming back. How many, how many want to live to give? You know, my mom told me this, and if you know my mom, Shirley Robinson, she's one of the greatest givers that I know. If you know Shirley, I'm telling you right now, she would give you anything that she had. My whole entire life, my mom would bake for those that had no food. She'd make cinnamon rolls. I don't know about you, but I'm a huge cinnamon roll fan. And that woman, would she never baked a batch. It was like 200. And I remember always being home in the smell. I'm like, oh. And I would reach out to try to grab a couple. And she said, Sammy, she's like, these ones are for a family that, that just lost their daughter. Or these ones would be for our neighbor down the street that she's evangelizing to. And I remember she always was in this place where she lived to give. And, and she would always teach me that she said, Sammy, the greatest thing that you can do, the greatest thing that you can do is learn how to love well. And I don't know about you, but how many want to love well in this season? Like, you want to, you want to love, like, I mean, aren't you glad where it says in John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave. Can I tell you one of the fruit of your love is how much you give in your life? And I'm not just talking money. We already took an offering, so everyone can relax. <laughs> but the fruit of your love will show in your giving in all areas of your life. And I look at this, and I, I want to read something out of Mark chapter 10, because this has been so convicting in me. Because Mark 10, verse 35, we've got these disciples, James and John, and they're the sons of Zebedee. And how many know they were, they were some pretty wild dudes? How many remember who these guys were? So what were they called? Sons of thunder. I'm just saying. Sons of thunder. And I love this because here's James, and talk about guys that were all in, like all in. Like these are the dudes that are like, hey, Jesus, can we call down fire <laughs> on this area? And Jesus is like, whoa, 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 whoa. You don't know what spirit. <laughs> can I tell you something? Jesus is never offended by passion. Never. Yeah, you know what? I would rather have passionate people that say stupid things than dead people that say nothing. I know a lot of people that say dumb things, and, and that, I'm talking to me. I, I, you know, there's times when you say things like, I probably shouldn't have said that. I've done that a few times. That's foot and mouth syndrome. It's very catchy. You know what the greatest antidote to foot and mouth syndrome is? A good wife. Your wife, husbands, is the good-looking voice of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> and I love this because we see here's two guys that are passionate about God. They love it. They love Jesus. They want to go anywhere with Jesus. 
And I can only imagine what it would have been like to be hanging out with Jesus. Talk about a community of dudes. By the way, these weren't choir boys. These guys were rough. Fishermen. They probably smelled bad. They probably said things, again, you shouldn't have said. Most of them probably wouldn't even be allowed to be parking lot attendants in most churches. And we see this, and, and there's something that goes on, and, and they know something's happening. See, they're, they're pretty smart. They got some street smarts. And you see here in Mark 10, 35, it says, Then James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came to him saying, Teacher, we want you to do for us whatever we ask. How many know that's a dumb question? That sounds smart. That's a dumb question. You know, can I tell you something? You know my kids, you know what they love to do? Dad. Can you do something for me? I said, sure. They're like, anything? I'm thinking, what's the catch? And you look at this, and you're like, that's an interesting question. You're talking about Jesus here, the Son of God. You're saying, hey, Jesus, we need you to do whatever we ask. You know what I like about Jesus? He doesn't shut it down. Do you know that Jesus likes your conversation, even when it's silly? Come, let us reason together. Even though your sins are a scarlet, I'll make them white as snow. Wait a second. Jesus, what are you saying? Come, let us reason. I'm in the wrong. No, I want to talk with you because relationships are two-way street. And we see something here. They're like, do whatever you ask. And I like this. And he said to them, what do you want me to do for you? I love that. Jesus is like, you know what? What do you guys, what do you want me to do? And this is amazing because they go on to say something. Talk about arrogance, cocky. Talk about the wrong thing to say with 10 other dudes, by the way, that are around. And I love it. I got to get back on. Come on, iPad, work with me. Grant us that we may sit one on your right hand and the other on your left in your glory. If I was Peter... I would be ticked. You said, what? They didn't say, grant us, all of us. No, no, hey, Jesus, hook us up, man. We know you got two tickets courtside. <laughs> I don't know about the other 10 dudes, but I know where I want to sit. And we see something. We see the passion. We see, I, I love this. And guys, can I tell you something? In a time of correction, when the body of Christ is coming into alignment, we cannot squelch passion. And here's what happens. When God starts to readjust the body, so often we come and we try to add a little extra to what God is doing. And so what happens is we try to play it safe. And so we try to tell people, well, God's moving in service, so don't think of yourself too great. Can I tell you, there's a, there's a call for greatness in every single person. If I said right now, I'm going to do an altar call for everyone that wants a sucky life, I don't think anybody's going to show up. There's a call in everyone to be great. There's a call in everyone to do something beyond what they can think or imagine. That's why you serve Jesus. He's not the God of the possible. He's the God of the impossible who takes all impossible situations and makes them possible. That's who you serve. 
And I love this because in the midst of Jesus about to drop a truth bomb, in this moment, he doesn't squelch their passion. This is what I like about this couple right here. I didn't realize how hard it is to be a father until I have kids. Everyone thinks you're great until you have it. Man, I have so much respect. So much respect for you guys because I look at the fruit of your kids. By the way, you got a good son right over there. And bro, you marry, um, I mean, you're, come on. You're going like up, bro, up. You're tall, but not that tall. It's hard. The reason why we don't have more fathers and mothers, I'll tell you why. It's not because people don't want to be. It's hard. It's hard to prefer other people above yourself. Man, I wish I would have known this younger. I would have saved myself so much trouble. I remember when the Lord spoke to me and said, Sammy, I didn't die for vision. I died for people. And I spent so many years of my early life in ministry trying to get people on board with my vision. And people would get on board, and I thought, man, I got great vision. Man. I didn't realize people were not investing in my vision. They were investing in me. Can I tell you something, friends? You can have the best vision in the world, but I'll tell you this. People don't invest in vision. They invest in you. If people just invest in your vision, be very careful. Because the moment there's bigger vision, they'll move on. I don't invest in vision, I invest in people. People make the vision. Vision doesn't make the people. And the Lord told me this. He said, Sammy, your vision must serve people, not people serve your vision. That's why I love coming here. Because I'm looking around this room and there's, there's men and women that are laying down their lives to create a platform for someone else. And I'm a product of good parents that did something for me that I didn't do for myself. And they saw something in me that we have to believe for the next generation. We have to work with them because the truth is we all have rough edges. But it takes work to be a father and a mother. And it's not easy. And there's sleepless nights and there's sacrifice. And many of you, you've been through it. But if we're going to see a move of God transfer from generation to generation, we have to count the costs. And we see this here with Jesus. The disciples are in their passion. They're like, God, we want to be with you as close as we can. We want to be great. And what does Jesus say? Look at this. In verse 38, Jesus said to them, you don't know what you ask. Have you ever felt like you asked for something before counting the costs? Many times when I was young, I thought, what would it be like to sit in this seat? To be in the front, to have the mic. I look now, I think, man, that was a dumb prayer. Because <laughs> the truth is, I'm more responsible with this thing. I've never had more fear of God right now. Because the truth is, I can speak at all the biggest conferences in the world, and heaven is not impressed. Heaven's not impressed by my book sales. Heaven's not impressed 
by how big all my accounts are, how much money I have in the bank. Heaven is not impressed by any of that. The only thing heaven is impressed in is did you give God glory in everything that you did? And I love this because Jesus says, you don't know what you ask. And he's about to tell them something powerful. He says this, are you able to drink the cup that I drink and be baptized with the baptism that I baptized with? Then they said to him, we are able. So Jesus said to them, will you indeed drink the cup that I drink? And with the baptism I am baptized with, you will be baptized. But to sit on my right hand and on my left is not mine to give, but it is for those, look at this, for those for whom it is prepared. Jesus is saying, it's not that it's impossible. But don't ask for the position until you've counted the price. And I feel like, friends, if I can say this, we've got a lot of messages out there that talk position, position, position. But we've cheapened it because we haven't put a price to it. Because here's the thing, salvation is free. But if we want revival in Canada, if we want revival in the world, it's going to cost us everything that we have. It's going to cost us every dollar that we have. It's going to cost us every breath that we have. It's going to cost us all of our attention, everything. If you want to operate in fullness, you can't give 80%. How many here are married? Put up your hand. How many husbands you're married? Put up your hand like this. How many remember when you bought your ring for your wife? Anybody here you remember? Do you remember the four C's? Cut, qual, well, I forget all, or the uh, color, something, something. I should know it. Ten years ago, I was, Garrett, the big one's good. <laughs> but I remember, I remember, I remember about to buy a, a wedding ring for my wife. It was one of the most nerve-wracking days. Husband, you know what I'm talking You're going in, I have no clue. I feel like a lamb going in with the wolves. There they are. They're looking at me like fresh meat. And there I go in. And they're showing me all these rings. And they always start. They can size you up. They're like, this guy looks. And I'm looking at, ooh, that looks really good. And they never show you the price first. Never. They let you hold it. Look at it. All of it. You're like, yes. And then they show you the price. You're like, oh. Price will always give you a gut check. If you live your whole life looking for free, you're going to live a very disappointed life. You value the things that you put a price to. I remember looking at the ring for my wife beautiful ring. Because I told my mom when I was five years old, I said, mom, when I get married, I'm buying my wife a rock. I mean, it's going to be like a globe. It's going to light up in the movie theater. That's a five years old. I'm going to do this. So I looked at one and I thought, oh! How many know when you see the price and you feel like this is the ring, many times, I don't know about you, I didn't have the money off hand. I had to adjust my whole life to fit the price. 
I had to adjust and sacrifice and do things that my friends were doing but I couldn't do because there was something that I wanted that had a price to it and it was worth it enough for me to reschedule my life to be able to receive it. And I'll tell you something, friends, the reason why we have a generation that is lost is because we have a generation that has never been taught the price. I believe that God's bringing us back to that place again for all of us to count the cost. You know, I was telling Kevin, we were just talking about some of the old days and, and just everything that God's doing, you guys. It's a brand new season and seeing all these people here from all over. You guys, how many know God's not done with the Fraser Valley? God's not done with Canada. He's not done with North America. I know the best is yet to come. Amen? But I was talking, I was just saying this to Kevin. I'm like, remember the days when all we would do we just wanted to serve because it was worth it. I remember going in, uh, helping my dad. My dad, remember back in the day when we, tapes were a thing? Now you got like USB, something else, something else. I, you can't even pronounce it anymore. You don't even know if you can put it in your car or your toaster. It's like, come on. I remember back in the day of tapes and CDs. I didn't care. Kevin and I were talking, we'd just, make, we'd just make the product. We would do the stuff just because we got to listen to it. I remember the days when conferences would go on, and my, it was so awesome just to volunteer, to catch, because I wanted to be around the anointing, just because it was just awesome to be in the room. I remember being 17, 18, laying down a basketball career, having opportunities to play college basketball, serving my dad. All I wanted to do was carry his bag, not to be just because to carry his bag as a status. I just wanted to be as close as I could. Ah! It wasn't about the photo. How big the crowd was. Someone's heart monitor is going off. We'll pray for you. I just wanted to be in the room. I just wanted to be there. You know what's happening? People's hearts are coming back to life again. There you go, the fire alarm. What was that? Yeah, hell's getting snuffed out. Come on, amen. I love what Jesus says. I want to keep reading here. Look at this. And when the ten heard it, they began to be greatly displeased, verse 41, with James and John. But Jesus called them to himself, and he said to them, You know that those who are considered rulers over the Gentiles lord it over them, and their great ones exercise authority over them. Yet, say yet. Look at this. Yet it shall not be so among you. Can I tell you what's coming back again? Servant leadership. You need to follow people that are good servants. That's why I like this house. You know what I love about this house? Kevin and Donna Stotty are some of the most amazing servants that I've ever met in my whole entire life. They live a life of service. If you've ever been around these guys, Kevin, Kevin Stotty, I came in. You guys, I came in from the Philippines. I was jet lagged out. You know, Kevin, 
I'm going to break on Kevin a little bit. It's one of the most generous guys that I know. With his time, with everything, he said, Sammy, like, I'm on a health, I'm on a, I'm, I'm changed my health. You know what my love language is? Protein bars. I'm just saying. <laughs> I love protein bars. And Kevin, Kevin knows me. And he said, Sammy, you know what? He says, I'm going to pick you up some protein bars. He says, what protein bars do you like? And I'm like, and I told him the protein bars. The guy doesn't know anything about protein bars. He goes out, scours, and finds the protein bars that I like. Now, for you, that might not mean much. But can I tell you something? Do you know the time that it takes to do that? Do you know what it takes to go out, out of your day? He's busy already, and he's doing it. The senior associate pastor of the church is going out there and making the gift basket for the speaker. Are you kidding me? If that doesn't inspire you, I don't know what will. The service should inspire us just as much as someone coming out of a wheelchair. I love what Jesus said. He said this, yet it shall not be among you, but whoever desires to become great, say great. Great. Among you shall be your servant. And whoever of you desires to be first shall be slave of all. Say all. All. How many is all? All. All. You know what that means? If I'm ministering to you today and I have a heart to be great, that means I have to be the least among everyone. That means I have to put and believe God that you're going to have a bigger ministry than me, that you're going to do greater things than me. If I want to be in a place that I'm going to be the greatest, I have to be like Jesus and believe that greater things will you do. And I have to be willing, I have to be willing to lead through example of service and not looking to be served. Friends, I'm going to tell you, the celebrity preacher status is over. It's over. We're about to see the crumbling, and we are seeing the crumble of man-made celebrity status that has lacked service, and it lacks the image of Jesus Christ, who was the greatest servant of all. And I believe we're coming back to a gospel where people are going to come into church not because of good preaching and good motivation, but they're going to come into church because they're going to see men and women that look like Jesus, and they're going to serve in all areas of life. Because Jesus ends off this conversation with this. He says, for even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. Friends, I believe we're shifting right now. We're coming into Rosh Hashanah. It's the shifting of a 10-year cycle out of the place of the eyes, the vision, and we're shifting into a new 10-year cycle, which is all about the mouth and its voice. And I believe it's significant that it's the Voice of Thunder Conference, and I have a ministry called Voice of Revival. I believe in this season it's all about your voice. But here's one of the things I believe that we have to do. We need, you guys, more than ever, we need a voice of truth, a voice of righteousness, but we also need a voice that says yes to service. What would happen in this room if we got just as excited over someone else's breakthrough as if it was our own? 
See, there's people in this room, you're about, I believe there's, there's things that are, that are about to break in this room. Miracles are about to take place. There's words that God's going to release. I believe this whole week there's going to be crazy encounters that God's going to do. But can we get excited for someone else's breakthrough just like it's our own? What would happen if we operated in so much service as a church where service starts at 10, but there's, there's the whole church here at 9? Is it early? Yeah. Maybe for some of you, you're like, Sammy, that's early for me. Or maybe it's like, you know what, Sammy, I, I live 45 minutes away. I'll tell you this, the cost is worth it. What would happen if all of a sudden our prayer meetings became the focal point of our churches? How many could believe God for that in this season? Pastors, leaders, what would it look like for our whole church to get behind not just one person sharing vision, but what would happen if we had a whole church that was behind us pushing together as a body, as a family? Because how many of we're stronger together? Amen. Can we just lift up our hands all over this place? I can. The angels are here. I'm telling you. Whew. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I thank you for your presence that's in this place. Whew. God, I thank you right now that you're, there's a new sound that's being released. Lord, I thank you that we're shifting from a decade of seeing into a decade of speaking. And Lord, my prayer is this, is that God that we would decree a thing, Lord, and it would be established. But Lord, I'm asking that in this season, Lord, that you would align us, Lord, with the values of heaven, Lord, in this season, that Lord, that there would be a voice of truth and a voice of righteousness released. God, I thank you, Lord, that you're bringing back, Lord, the heart to serve again, just like Jesus was the greatest servant. Just like Jesus, he laid everything down. He understood the cost. He understood the price. And he understood that his life was a ransom for many. God, I'm asking, Lord, that you would reveal again the cost. Lord, we thank you for our dreams, our desires, our passions to be great. But Lord, at the same time, Lord, let us understand the cost God, that we would be aware that salvation is free, but revival will cost us everything. And Lord, not just for ourselves, but for our children and our children's children. God, we're asking for Proverbs 13, 22. A good man leaves an inheritance for their children's children. God, we're asking for generational vision. Lord, that we wouldn't just think about ourselves, but God, we would think about the generations. Shoo. Lord, that you would just release that. Lord, I, I ask right now, Lord, that you would rise up right here in this valley. Man, I can see it, Lord, a joy of service again. God, just to be in your house, like David said, better is one day. One day. Better is one day. Right here, in this place, better is one day than a thousand elsewhere. I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of the Lord. God, release that again over our churches. God, give us that passion again. Give us that fire again. Lord, we want that fire, that raw passion for your presence, just to be in the room. Lord, forgive us. 
God, where we've made it not about your presence. We made it about position. We made it about ministry. We made it about money. God, forgive us. God, we want to come back to the simple truth of the gospel. Christ crucified. We want to pick up our cross and follow you. God, I'm asking as we make decisions like that today, as some of us, our hearts are getting realigned again, Lord, to the right priorities. God, I'm asking, Lord, that we would receive that supernatural grace where we can do all things through Christ who gives us strength. Shoo. Lord, just release it all over this room. I believe Holy Spirit, even right now, you might feel a conviction in your heart over certain areas and saying, you know what, God, God, forgive me. If there's been consumerism in my life, God, Lord, where it hasn't been about you. God, it's been about me. Or God, I forgive me for jealousy. Forgive me, God, for self-ambition. Forgive me where it's about money. For, Lord, forgive me if it's been about fear. Lord, I lay it down today. God, I want you. Lord, raise up a people. Like Moses said, unless your presence goes with us, we're no different than anyone else. God, we want to be marked with your presence. Shoo. Thank you, Jesus. Whew. I, I don't know this, uh, uh, is it Ben? Is that right? Ben, yeah. Uh, your wife, too? There, you guys are in a massive season of like transition. I see like, the, oh, I saw a whole word transition over your life and I see like there's been almost like this, this burning bush encounter that has shifted and I, I felt like the Lord was saying this, that there's, there's provision in the harvest, that the Lord's bringing you guys back into a place of harvest and souls, that you guys have been crying. There's something about the burden for souls again that the Lord's bringing you back into. There's something about the harvest is being released again, that God is saying it's all about the harvest, it's all about the harvest, it's all about the harvest, and you had to pull yourself out of even some of the old opportunities, and, and I see like speaking and, and different things, but your heart was almost sick. It was like your heart was sick because there was a longing in the harvest to be out with the, I see the lost, I see the broken. I, I just see, I see those that Jesus loved and they weren't coming in the conferences and the events and there was such a longing for the souls in the harvest and I saw God literally send you guys, launch you into the harvest, launch you into the, I'm telling you, in the harvest fields and there was such a releasing. Whew. There's a releasing of like, a, like this fresh fire and a fresh passion that was coming over you in this next season. And the burden for souls that God says, get ready. Get ready for the souls that are coming in. Get ready for the harvest that's being released. He says, now is the time for harvest. Now is the time for harvest. Man. And I see, I, I just see like the Lord saying, you guys went through a pruning season and I, and I, I could see it in the spirit. And it was a pruning, it was a hard season. And I see relationships, different people. I just see you like letting things go and just being like, God, whatever it takes. And it's like you had to shift everything. And it was Isaiah 22, 22. God opens doors, no man can close, and he closes doors, no man can open. And this last, this last year, I, I see you allowing the Lord to close like an old door 
Last year it was an old door and you had to let it close. God says you can't open it. You can't, you can't try to keep it open. Even though there's people, there's friends. I just see an old door closing and God says there's a new door that's opening right now. There's a new door that the Lord's releasing over you guys and I'm telling you, you're transitioning and even though it feels like you're in the hallway of transition, God is saying there's a door and there's a new season prepared for you and God says, that God says it's an upgrade, not a downgrade and that God says you won't, I'm telling you, there'll be nothing lost in this season but there'll be increase. It'll be multiplied blessing that's going to be released but the provision is found in the harvest it's time to go in the harvest fields again it's time for souls and the burden for souls that's coming back when you preach that God says you're going to raise up evangelists everywhere that you go that there's an anointing and a burden for evangelism and for evangelists that are going to preach the pure simple unadulterated gospel of Jesus Christ I'm telling you you guys even came here at great cost you came here at great cost and the Lord's saying, there's a blessing that's coming on you. You came here at great cost. And I feel like the Lord is saying, this next season, he has prepared it already for you. And it's beautiful and it's increased. It's more than what you can think or imagine. But you had to come. You had to come. You had to come because it's a shifting. There's, there's a shifting that's taking place. And God is bringing, I'm telling you right now. Whoa, Ben, I'm telling you right now. God says, whew, that you've been praying for fathers and mothers. You guys, you went through, there's been a crying out for fathers and mothers and saying, God, God, we, we, need, we need more. We need fathers and mothers in the season. God's releasing it right now in Jesus' name. He's releasing it. It's what you've been after. That God's saying there's going to be, there's a rest, restoration. Whoa, of even that anointing. Whoa, and that relationship between fathers and mothers. Woo, and sons and daughters. There's that, that relationship that's being restored in this next season. Father, release it. Father, release it right now. Release it right now. There it is. There it is. Oh. Oh. My goodness. Here's what God says too. There were words that were spoken against you from friends of yours that really hurt. Most people have no idea. There were things that were spoken against you, close people that hurt you. That God is saying right now, He's the glory and the lift of your head. He's, and he, there's a shield of protection around you. And every word curse that tried to come against you is going back in the enemy's camp in this season. And that there was an attack of confusion that tried to come against you guys and tried it through words. And that the Lord is sending back the arrows of confusion back into the enemy's camp. And that the Lord says, You don't, you don't have to fight these battles because I will, I will protect you. I will protect you. I'm stamping you with my stamp of integrity. I'm stamping you with my stamp of protection that I will be your defense. You won't have to be your defense. I will be your defense. And the Lord even told you guys in the midst of people accusing you and speaking against you, he said, don't fight back. Don't fire back because I will be your defense. And God is reminding you, he will be your defense. He will be the glory in the lift of your head. He'll be the fire roundabout and the glory in the midst. Man, it's all, I just see it. It's, man, the the souls, Father, I thank you. Thank you, Lord. I'm telling you, God's raised you up for not just the United States, but for North America. There's a harvest. You guys have, you're going to have a burden for Canada in this next season. You're going to have a burden for North America in this next season for harvest. God's going to use you guys to raise up evangelists, sons and daughters that are going to go in the harvest fields because the harvest is ripe and that the Lord is sending you out in this season into the harvest and God says the provision is found in the harvest. They get ready. There's releasing of it right now. 
my goodness, there's even some kind of school of evangelism that's in your heart to do that God's going to fund that's in your heart. There's a school of event. I see like a building. I see all this stuff that's been in your heart to do, like to, to raise up and bring in like different. I see all these young people from all over coming together and there's a building for a school of evangelism and, and teaching and training and raising up the burning ones, the young ones, the fiery ones. And God says, it's it's my vision and I'm going to foot the bill in this season. And Lord, release the building. Lord, release the prop. I see like even if something that you guys have even looked at, prayed over. Father, I thank you right now, Lord, that there's going to be a supernatural release in Jesus' name. <laughs> Provisions found in the harvest. Where's, where's Chris Hicks? Where are you? Whew. Chris and Anita, I just want you to lift your hands. Shoot, there it is. Father, I just thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Whoa. I, this is amazing. Lord, I thank you. Oh, I just see help. I see the word help ministries. Ooh, that's just written over you guys right now. Help ministries. And Chris, you, 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 you actually never wanted this. <laughs> you didn't want to be a pastor. You didn't want to lead a church. Chris, I could see you. I could see you when you stacked chairs. I could see you when you vacuumed. I could see you. You're just, when everybody's left and it's just you and the Lord and you would worship God in the church and we're just so thankful for his presence. I could see you and your heart to serve and just wanting to be there and you didn't care. You didn't care. God said, this is a man after my own heart. And Chris, God's so proud of you. He's so proud of you. He said, you've done more than what you think. And I just silence any voice that's trying to come against you, any accusation that's like, man, I don't, I, God, man, I, I wish there was more of this. More. Lord, I thank you right now that Chris is in a perfect place of increase. And I see the word help ministry that God is bringing people to support your hands in this season because you sowed with service, you're about to reap. I'm telling you in this next, you sowed with service, you've modeled service. I see you going in the first person in and the last person to leave. And you know what, you're just, you just do it, you don't complain, you do it. And God says, I found a man like David that's after my heart, that's not after about the ministry title, not after about anything. And God's about to release to you, I'm telling you, keys of favor beyond what you can think or imagine in this next season. And there's about to be a wave of servant ministry We're being released over your ministry in Jesus' name. I thank you, God, Lord, that there's more people. God says there's help on the way, 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 and God is releasing. Wow, I see I see sons and daughters that the enemy's trying to pick off and put in ditches. They're coming back in this next season. I see young people that used to come that have left that are coming back again. God says the young people are coming back again. They're coming back again. God's pulling them out of the ditches and out of the hedges, and they're coming back into family in Jesus' name. Chris, you're going to be, I'm telling you, you're going to be a father to many, many pastors in the north. Oh, man. I can see it right now. I, I see you. Oh, my goodness. Thank you, Jesus. You're going to reap. Lord, they're going to reap a hundredfold in Jesus' name. 
there's a strengthening coming too. Whoa, there's a, there's a strengthening coming over you and there's a joy. Lord, whew, I thank you for the joy being released. Oh, the joy of the Lord is a strength. I thank you, Lord, whoa, for the harvest, the joy of the harvest. You've sown the tears, you're going to reap with joy. Thank you, Jesus. Whoa. And Lord, I thank you right now that the economy of their area is about to change. That the thing that you've been battling over for the economy of the area is about to shift right now. I prophesy right now there's a shifting of the economy in that region. And God says, get ready for jobs to be released like never before. Even people in the church believe in God for jobs and increase. That this is going to be a year of more work than ever before. Father, just release it right now in Jesus' name. That they carry the blessing of the Lord. And I thank you, Lord, that they're going to release heaven. And there's going to be more business and more economic growth in their region like never before. In Jesus' name. And I thank you. I see you guys. Lord, I thank you for that favor for business ideas too. Lord, I thank you for multiple streams of revenue that you're going to release over them right now in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you right now that the, the finances, kingdom finances are going to be released in Jesus' name. Shoo, Lord, just release it right now. Wow. Man, I can see all these people coming around. Lord, I thank you for it right now in Jesus' name. The helps ministry, Lord, release it in Jesus' name. Whew. Where is, where's that group from Washington? Where are you at? This here? Is there a pastor here? Is there, no? I'm going to pray. I want to pray for you guys right here. What's your names? Cody and Rebecca. God, I thank you for Cody and Rebecca. Whew. Father, I thank you for your, Lord, the glory of the Lord over them right now in Jesus' name. Do you guys do any worship or anything? Yeah? You play guitar or something? Who does? Drums. You play guitar. Okay. But I see like this whole anointing and sounds just being released right now. Do any of you sing? Do you guys sing? Yeah. Okay. There's a whole thing. Lord, just release it right now in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you for that worship anointing that you're releasing out of this group right now. There's songs that, that I believe one of you has written, partial songs that God's going to give you the rest of the words for in this next season. Does that make sense? Yeah, there's songs that you're going to release, songs of hope, songs of life. Lord, it's going to bring, it's going to bring Lord, just that injection of hope over people in Jesus' name. Lord, I just thank you for this group right now. Lord, that what you're releasing over them, Father, in Jesus' name, but over this couple right here, Father, I thank you right now. Lord, for your glory coming over them from the top of their head to the soles of their feet in Jesus' name. Shoo. Wow. Thank you, Lord. Do one of you write it all? Have you journaled it all? You journal a little bit. Do you dream? Do you get dreams? I just see the Lord speaking to you in dreams and little, like just writing in this book. And the Lord is saying, you're about to get strategy in this next season for you both, for both you guys. I feel like you guys are in a valley of decision of what to do. And the Lord's about to give you vision and strategy in this next season. And I feel like the Lord's saying everything's going to be crystal clear. But there's something about your the, the small voice of the Lord that you're going to hear. And God's going to wake you up at certain times. And you're just going to feel the presence of the Lord. And he's going to speak to you. And there's going to be a clarity that's going to be released. 
So, Father, just release it right now in Jesus' name. Man, just this whole group, if you're, if you're from that Washington area, just lift up your hands. There's just a whew right now. Thank you, Lord. God's doing something in your region right now. Whoa. Man, here's my word for you. God is restoring sevenfold what the enemy tried to steal. There was an attack. There's been an attack in your area against leaders and different things that the Lord is restoring. Does this make sense? Sevenfold restorations coming, and that the Lord is, I'm telling you right now, the devil's trying to knock out leaders and different people in your area, and God's releasing sevenfold justice, and there's a releasing of a move of God. It's like there's certain things that hit a point, and then it's like religion or different things have taken out leaders. Does this make sense? Yeah, God's restoring sevenfold restoration over your region and that you will see everything that God has called you to see, that there's a fullness. I'm telling you, there's a move of God that's about to take place right now. And there's even something about home to home. There's something about what God's going to do in the home. Does this make sense? Like there's like a home thing that's going on. Yet, did you guys meet in a home or something? Yeah, so there's a home thing. That's what God spoke to me. There's a home thing that's going. You're meeting from, like I just see fire from home to home, from place to place that the Lord's releasing. So God, release it right now in Jesus' name. It's going to be Acts 2. It's going to go from place to place to place to place. And I see you guys together worshiping Jesus in a living room and the glory of God shows up. And it's like there's this whole thing that takes place, people on the floor, people on couches, and I just see the weight of glory comes. And there's times when, there's times when you guys aren't even it's like you can't even sing. It's just the weight of glory is coming. And you've been praying and asking God for fathers and mothers to help because you're going to places where you've never been. And God's bringing in help and assistance in this next season to help you guys. And so, Father, release it right now in Jesus' name. I think you're going to increase it. I thank you that it's going to go from house to house to house to house. And there's a strategy of, of just salvation. You guys are contending for salvations and family salvation and revival. And I see this going from place to place, from house to house. Lord, just release it right now in Jesus' name. Lord, release your fire in Jesus' name. Amen. There's someone over in the back, in the very back left side, you've, over here, you've had bouts with depression. Where are you? Someone here. Is it okay? Can you just lift your hands? God's about to touch you. Here's what Jesus says. He's holding your hand and everything's going to be okay. And God says he's with you and he's never left you. And the Lord's saying he's going to walk you through. It's Psalms 23. That he's walking you through the valley of the shadow of death and everything's going to be okay. And that he's going to be I'll tell you something you shall not want in this season and that this is going to be such a year of I feel like finding your tribe and finding people and I feel like you've been looking for relationship and connection and there's something about this year where there's going to be so much roots that are going to go down and getting deep in connection and fellowship and I feel like you're coming into a season of family that you are not alone in this season and that I just feel like that God wants to strengthen you because you, you went through even the last six months of like, it was just like you wanted to give up and you didn't know what to do. I just see sometimes you just cried. I just see you like just crying in your room and saying, God, what's going on? I don't know what to do. And Jesus is saying right now, 
He's going to walk you through and everything's going to be okay. He's going to walk you through and everything's going to be okay. And there's even restoration in some relationships that God's restoring right now. There's things that are happening right now where God's going to restore in Jesus' name. Right now, Lord, I thank you for restoration. I thank you that this is a year of family salvation too. Lord, that you're releasing in Jesus' name. That, Lord, it won't be the same. I thank you, God, for right now. I thank you for dreams coming alive again. In her, there's a whole realm of creativity that's about to open up for you in this next season like never before. Father, we just release it now. In Jesus' name. Um, 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 did someone, did someone go through like a loss? Did someone lose a loved one in the last like little, little bit? Does this make sense? Did someone go through a, a like a, I don't know if it was a death in a family or something. Does this make sense? Was it just recent? A year ago? I just, who was it? Your husband? Have your hand. What's your name? Lori Kaufman. You had a beautiful name. Here's my word for you. God loves your smile. You're going to laugh. I just see this whole season of laughing. Lord, I thank you that winter's over and spring is here. Jesus loves your smile. I don't know what it is, but I I just see the Lord just going to speak to you in like like nature. I don't know what this is, but I see like like walking and I see all this stuff. I see, I don't, does this, do you walk? Yeah, I see you walking. And I see you walking, and it's just the stillness of the Lord. And I see, like, the Lord just speaking to you in the beauty, just like, like these, these beautiful places. And it's just the stillness of his voice, and he's going to hold your hand and walk with you. Lord, I thank you. Whoa, I just see all these prophetic words, and it's like, God, when is it going to happen? Sometimes it's frustrating. frustrating. You want to throw those words against the wall. (laughs) I feel like it's felt like it's come so close, but yet so far. And it's taken almost everything sometimes just to come out, just to keep believing. But God's strengthening you right now. And he's reminding you what he said over you, he will complete. Do you have kids? Yeah, your kids are about to get radically touched. You're believing God for your kids. It's weighed heavy in your heart. It's weighed heavy in your heart. And there's been some fractures in your relationships with your kids. Yeah. But God's restoring those relationships right now. There's relationships that are going to be, I'm telling you, restored. And where the enemies try to come in and bring division through words of people, it's going to be broken now in Jesus' name. And that every lie that came against your character in the previous season that tried to bring division is being broken now. I break off every attack of the enemy against you right now in Jesus' name. Every lie of the enemy is broken. I thank you for releasing right now. Whoosh. Whoa, family revival. I speak it forth right now in Jesus' name. Do you have grandkids? 
yeah, you're going to see that some about the grandkids too are going to come over again. There's some about the re- there's the whole thing about the grandkids getting touched by the Lord. Lord, I thank you right now. As for Lord, her and her house, they will serve the Lord in Jesus' name. Lord, release it in Jesus' name. And the Lord says, even the words that you prophesied over your own kids, they shall come to pass. In Jesus' name, that creativity, Father, right now, that leadership anointing that's on your kids, Lord, release it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Um, Um, Man. I don't know how you do it. I really don't. It's thick up here. My head is, I don't know if it's part jet lag, but I'll tell you, man, it feels really good. <laughs> the gentleman right there in the polo shirt, yeah, you, yeah, you just look down. God's touching your body. He wants to touch your body. The pain in your body is going to go now in Jesus' name. You've had some, some chronic pain. Does that make sense? Yeah, and there's a realignment of your, like your back. There's something about your back and your coming down pain. Is it shoulders too? Does this make sense? Yeah, the Lord wants to just touch you right now. All the pain in the back and the shoulders right now in Jesus' name. Complete, Lord, I speak healing in Jesus' name over him. I thank you right now for complete and total healing being released right now in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you for the restoration right now of this body. And I thank you. You're going to come in. God, there's a word for you too. God's restoring things that were taken from you too. There's a restoration being released over you of opportunity and different things. That It's a full circle season. That This is what God says. It's a full circle season. Things that were taken in the previous season are coming back around for you. There's new opportunities. There's fresh things that the Lord's doing and that God says you haven't missed anything. Those doors are opening up right now in Jesus' name. Lord, I release it now in Jesus' name. Come on. Amen. Who's got the, the heart? Who's had a heart problem? Is that you? I just felt that it was in the same row. The Lord's gonna touch your heart. Whew. Even to the circulation in your body. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, there's a circulation, and I just see like an overhaul. You need an overhaul in your body. Does this does it make sense? Yeah, I don't know if it's numbness or something. I saw like the Lord, like, does this does that make sense? Like if you had some numbness. What was that? You had two stints? Okay, can you stand? God wants to like strengthen your heart. Whew. Whoa, you're an intercessor too. Like, I see you praying, and I see you like, whoa, thank you, Jesus. Lord, I thank you from the top of her head to the soles of her feet. There's just an oil of healing coming over your body right now. Right now, in Jesus' name. Lord, I speak healing over that heart right now in Jesus' name. And any weight that's been on you from a previous season is coming off now in Jesus' name. I see like right now that the Lord's saying his yoke is easy and his burden is light. That this is going to be a year of the lightness of the Lord, I'm telling you. And that this is going to be a year, any stress that's trying to come on you is coming off right now. And you're about to come into the best sleep of your life. There's something about a renewness of the energy in your body and the best sleep of your life. And there's things going to be restored. And I don't know, have you ever thought about writing? 
I see you writing. There's something about your testimony or something that you've got. There's something about a testimony of hope that you have that God wants and what you've learned through your relationship with the Lord that needs to be written down because you have a message of hope for people and that, that God's going to use you to inspire hope into people and that there's something about this testimony of what you've walked through that is literally going to empower people to say, you know what, if she can do it, I can do it. And so, Lord, just release it in this season. Lord, I thank you that you're going to release her voice, Lord, this year, that this is going to be a year of releasing the voice and complete and total healing from the top of her head to the soles of her feet. In Jesus' name, amen. Someone here has got an issue with their stomach. Where are you? Is that you? Yeah. Father, I thank you for healing in the stomach. Like you eat and it just doesn't, something's not, it's not, there's something about when you eat, it's not processing all properly. I don't know if that makes sense. It's the only way I can describe it. But there's a whole readjustment of your stomach that's taking place right now in Jesus' name. I speak healing from the top of her head to the soles of her feet right now in Jesus' name. Strength into this body right now in Jesus' name. I want to come over here. Come here. Oh, sorry. Thank you, Lord. Healing from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. I just it's I see too like an overhaul for you as well. It's not just your stomach. I see like your joints too. Does that make sense? If you have pain in the joints, yeah. So Lord, healing in the joints in the stomach. Father, just release it right now. I thank you for even just sharp. I see like everything being sharpened, eyesight being sharpened, ears being sharpened in this season. Lord, just release it right now in Jesus name in Jesus name okay this is a weird this I don't know if this is for you or for somebody does someone here like to cook is that you is that you I see you cooking this is I see you cooking like big like like, I don't know if it's, uh, um, oh, what would I call it? Like, um, oh, bah, 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 bah. it would be, there's a certain, uh, is, is it, I don't know if it's Ukrainian or something. I see like, like all this, like, like this food. I mean, like you cook like feast There's something about, does this make sense? Yeah, so there's something about you feeding people and that there's a ministry of feeding people and there's a ministry of like literally, like you, you bless people with food and pe- like there's, there's going to be, food is going to be a vehicle of love where people are literally going to get affected by this, especially young people. I see you making food for young people, and I see the Lord expanding the table, and there's going to be all these people that are going to come in, and you're going to feed them, and it's going to be such a blessing to so many people. So, Lord, just release it now. And, Lord, that ministry, Lord, I just see, like, the anointing coming on the cooking. Father, release it now in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on. How many would like anointed cooking? Like, no, be real. Like, seriously, can you imagine Canadian Thanksgiving? You've got your kids over. Man, normally they don't come over. Can you imagine if you actually said, you know what, God? I'm going to make the most anointed turkey ever. I'm going to lay hands on this turkey. Can I tell you something right now? If Paul can lay hands on a handkerchief, and that handkerchief could bring healing... I'm telling you right now, I can lay hands on a turkey. I mean, some of you don't believe, can I tell you, we've seen this happen. We've seen kids 
literally come over to tables and their parents will anoint the table and say, God, I thank you. You know what? I haven't done a good job in the past in being the best parent, but I'm believing right now that you could do something. They anoint their table, they anoint their food, and they pray, and they said, Sammy, we had breakthrough with all of our kids. Why? Because the anointing, I'm telling you, the anointing is stronger than what you think. Servant ministry, man, I'm telling you, in this church, we need it. We need people to literally be like, I'm cooking for this church, not as doing a church a favor, but I'm literally cooking because I know that I am a temple of the Holy Spirit and that my, these hands are anointed and whatever these hands touch carry the anointing and I'm doing this under the Lord and I'm doing this under the glory of God and that whatever I touch is going to be filled with the glory. Can you imagine what would happen if all of a sudden I'm telling you, you know what you have here? You have anointed parking lot attendants. I mean, you've got guys that make you feel so welcome. Can you imagine if you looked at your position in the parking lot being like, I am the first people, first person that people see, and I'm going to go up to everybody like a homing missile that's carrying the glory of God. And when I shake your hand and I welcome you into this church, I'm not just welcoming them. Jesus is welcoming them. What would it look like if we actually believed that every area of service was a hand of Jesus? Well, I'll tell you something right now. Your next potluck or whatever you do for food? Are you kidding me? No, you're joking. This Sunday, there's a, pot, there's a barbecue. I had no idea. I believe it's the Lord. See, there's a heart change that's taking place. Because the truth is, every part is important. Not just this part. And I'm going to say this again. Because you need to hear this. It's my honor to serve you tonight. It's not the other way around. And I'm so sorry that we've had our priorities mixed up. I'm so sorry. And I'm going to tell you what, in this next season, we're going to do it better. And this next season, you know what we're going to do? I'm telling you, as a son, We're going to make a commitment to do it better and do it right. Because I got three girls. That are looking at me. my words they're looking at me and they're looking does my life line up with what I say and friends I'll tell you something right now what God's about to do is bigger than you it's going to require it's bigger than me it's going to require all of us 
Because it's not just about ourselves getting breakthrough, it's about these guys. I want to end with this. I hope you get this. Before I left for the Philippines, it's all harder to leave now, huh? When, you're, when you, you don't have kids or you're single, you're just, I'll go everywhere. I, I still sometimes, I'm like, man, that's like, you know, it's a lot harder to leave. But when I do go, me and my wife have a commitment. And we said this, we said, we're always going to teach our kids about sacrifice and reward because they hand in hand, you can't have one without the other. I got three girls and an amazing wife that send me out in prayer every night. And before I left to go to the Philippines and I'm left for a week and I'm here and gone for 10 days, it's hard. get together with my family, my three girls. I'm holding Jordan. She's a little over a year. I got Taylor, who's three, and Kaylin's five, and we do a little huddle. I got my wife, and we remind our kids, and we remind ourselves <laughs> following Jesus costs you something. But we don't do it Apart from each other, we do it together. And we get together and we pray. And I tell my kids to close their eyes and half the time they have one eye open because they want to see what mommy and daddy is doing. But Kristen's always like, close your eyes. <laughs> but when I pray, I don't close my eyes. I, I look at each kid. I look at Kaylin, who's five, who's going to school. I look at my three-year-old who's coming into her own personality. She's so beautiful. And I look at my hero. So innocent, so pure. And I look at them, and God says, Every time I go, I want you to burn their images in your mind every time you go out because it's not about this, it's not about speaking, it's not about conference, it's not about any of that. It's about believing God with a body across Canada that we're, when we leave this earth, we're going to leave it in a better place than when it started. So guess what? We need each other. And guess what? We can't do it alone. And the price is too high. But I believe with all my heart that we're going to see something. Maybe even my grandkids. <laughs> I can't even go there. Lord, help me. <laughs> no. I know. But what would it look like to see maybe your grandkids or your great-grandkids, the very breath that they breathe when they come into this world is revival. What would it look like to see something in Canada, to see something in the world, 
where truly we see the glory of the Lord cover the earth as the water covers the sea, where everywhere you go, there's glory. Everywhere you go, there's awakening. Everywhere that you go, people are getting saved, healed, delivered. The atmosphere of heaven's in that place. Can you imagine our grandkids? I can only imagine the very air that they breathe is revival. We serve the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. How many know there was a generation that believed God in the wilderness? There was a generation that fought for the promise in the promised land, but then there was a generation that was born into promise. I'm here because I'm believing with you right now that we're going to see something that those who have gone before us, they sowed with tears. They paid a price. This ministry's paid a price. You know how we honor that price? By giving our whole lives to the fullness of what God's called us to do. You know how we honor those who have gone before us? We don't settle for anything less than the best that God has. And we pay it forward for the next generation. How many say amen? So, I know it's 1025, it's late. I'm on jet lag, so I feel great. <laughs> but it is an honor. It is an honor to be here. And I can tell you this. It's the start of something new tonight. We're shifting from seeing to speaking. And the voice of the Lord and the voice of thunder. Come on, somebody. How many know the voice of thunder is rolling through Canada? And there is a sound of the abundance of rain being released over our nation and over the nations of the earth in Jesus' name. And how many say amen? Amen. amen. Thank you so much, you guys. It's an honor to be here. I can't wait to see what God's going to do. Amen.